millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The Premier League All Access podcast is proud to be brought to you by Ladbrokes. Stay ahead of all the big games in the best league in the world, the Premier League. With the latest odds, form guides, expert opinions and more. The fans are the players at Ladbrokes. Are you in? Let's go. Play at ladbrokes.com, 18 plus, begambleaware.org. T's and C's apply. Game Day Podcasts from Talk Sport. Subscribe on Acast, iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Game Day, the record book. Hello again and welcome to the uh, Record Book Podcast uh, via uh, the Game Day channel. I'm Danny Kelly and with me as always on these truncated, some say cut down, but still very powerful versions of the podcast. I'm glad to say I'm joined by Tom Rennie. How are you, Tom? I'm doing well. I'm loving these shows. I always think of the Record Book as sort of like your Johnny Cash American recordings. And this is like the unearthed version of the American recordings. That is is so Demos and offcuts and nonsense, but it was great. That is a beautiful thing to say, and thank you so much indeed. Um, I've dropped the hats motif for this week, because let me think why. Um, oh, yeah, I'm too lazy. Um, yeah. But uh, Tom, as, uh, for those of you, you know, this is an audio thing, but there's a fantastic visual today. Uh, I can see you and your lovely head um, and your, your, your French windows, whatever they are. But in front of you, um, the looming visage of one of the uh, greats of modern West Ham history, it says here. Yeah, incredibly, uh, there was a time after David Gold and David Sullivan bought West Ham, what, 10 odd years ago, where they were yeah. actually quite popular. And in the club shop in Romford Town Centre, near where I live, they were selling bobbleheads oh, of David good. Gold, David Sullivan and Karen Brady. Uh, and I asked for one for Christmas from what was then my girlfriend's mum, and she bought me, weirdly, of all three of them, she yeah. bought me David Gold. I yeah. wouldn't have thought Brady won Sullivan two gold yeah. three. Yeah, no, that's right. Absolutely. But I, I keep it with me for for no reason other than I've got no other kind of knickknacks, fun knickknacks and things. And I think it's quite nice yeah. to have something like that on the desk for inspiration. He's very, very good. And I'm going to have to match that next week. So I, I, I'll slide down there very well indeed. You've I'm got a cool wanna... poster behind you, to be fair. You look I pretty do. cool. I do. I've got a, 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 a very large poster of, of The Clash. Um, it's from a gig they played in 1977 on the White Riot tour um, at the Romford Hall in Leicester. And I tore the, this off the wall with my own bare, skinny punk rock hands. Um, I'm, I like it very much indeed. It reminds me of another place and indeed, looking at my face now, another man. Um, what, what is it you've got for us first today, Dom? Uh, lots of good stuff. Lots of good football yeah. happening. Of course, Bundesliga came back next week. I want to talk about that. But I think maybe we should start because now we are the only program talking about the Taiwanese Football Premier League. and Other it's fools concentrating on Eastern Europe and all sorts of weird things. No. They're talking about Belarus and South mm. Korea and everyone's going to get obsessed with the Bundesliga, the biggest of the leagues coming back and I feel like we need to keep this up. We're people going to. know how the Red Lions are getting on every week. Do you know um, what? I suspect even if people don't want to know we're going to keep it up, which is the right, well, the right order of business. Perfect. Do the results for this week? Yeah, of course. 
Yes. Here are your results from week five of let the me, let, Taiwanese Premier League update. I'll write these down and study them later. Carry on. Um, in the most exciting game of the weekend, Taichung nil, Tai Power nil. Tai Power, they remain top of the table. Hold, hold on, Tom, hold on, Tom. Say that again because my pen ran out and I'm going to have to take this on a computer. Fire Just away re- again. Remember it if you can. Taichung no, no, nil, Tai Power nil. Thank you. Is that on a calculator? Do you have an old-fashioned calculator? No, it's a Good. proper keyboard. But it's supposed to be a sound effect. You just keep saying them. Did you ask for a musical keyboard and you got a calculator? Like we all did. Casio. Um, no, number two. Tribute to, to craft work. Game number two. RIP. Uh, Tapai Tatung two. Hang Shuen two. Taiwan Steel four. Uh, NTUS nil. And Ming Shuan University six. Our friends, the Red Lions, nil. And they also had a man sent off. Six nil. So that's eighth ever eight-team league. Five defeats from five. Three goals scored. 23 conceded. The manager has to go and he must be replaced by Young Pio Lee. The manager, by the way, Francisco Arca, or Chiki, uh, over 60 caps for Paraguay during his career. Oh, okay. There you go. And how are we spelling Arca? A-R-C-A. Yes, yes. Uh, not the, the more the equally familiar South American surname A-R-C-E. Oh, no, it is um, A-R-C-E. You're right. Sorry, uh-huh. A-R-C-E. You are which right. People, which, people, which people will continue to pronounce Arche um, yes. throughout the continent. My father worked with such a gentleman on Paddington Station on the railways many years ago, and for his whole life, he was known as Inspector George Arse. I think I've been drawn in Nobody, this, Nobody bothered with the Arche. Inspector Why George Arse. No, I think I'm, I might have been I might be getting punked here because this Francisco Ars, his yeah. nickname is Cheeky, so ah. he's Cheeky Ars. Yeah, have I been punked a little bit? Yeah, probably. Yes, yeah. None of this I is real, is it? He's got to go to be replaced by Young Pio Lee, who uh, because we and we'll talk about it now actually. Why not? Because um, Son was doing his national service um, out there in in Korea in the last few weeks with his broken arm and all rested. What a hero. It got me thinking how much I loved the previous Spurs South Korean player, Young Pio Lee, the left back. Um, I remember totally, him. totally. Um, I mean, he got 127 caps to a career, including playing in a World Cup semi-final. Um, but uh, really, not rated by most Spurs fans. I can't. I, don't, I have no idea why, because he was a real trial lad. He worked very hard, and I loved him. And now I want him to get a job, so I can just talk about him because he was at Spurs. I love that when football fans say, all we want is someone to put the effort in, but then you realise they're crap and you think, actually, no, I want good footballers. He was a really good footballer. He just didn't was he? see the first crowd. Sorry. Oh, I yeah. I don't remember him at all. I just cannot place him. No, it's, it, uh, and, and none of his 120. Well, actually, you can place him because he plays in the game that was on Sky today where Spurs are losing at West Ham. No, I don't remember uh, it. <laughs> and, uh, in 2007. No, I can't recall it, Danny. Did that contribute to West Ham's relegation? Uh, we actually survived that season. Oh, did you? Uh, that was the great escape season. I was at that game uh, when Seve uh-huh. scored his free kick and jumped in the crowd. And I am there amongst the lower West End people trying to get my hands on the breasts of Carlos Tevez. Uh, uh-huh. I didn't manage it, but I tried it with my flat cap on to get him, they- to touch him. And I remember being, a, I was actually driving back from a holiday or a visit to Ireland for whatever reason with all my brothers, many of whom are Arsenal fans. Spurs, of course, we're listening to it on the car radio. Spurs are two down. 
um, and there's tremendous grief going on. Yeah. So, with all due respect to you and all West Ham fans, just because they're Arsenal fans, Paul Stolteri's very late. Paul Stolteri. Never mind. Never mind, young Pio Lee. How obscure is Paul Stolteri? I don't even. Um, know. I mean, I actually don't think I could recognise Paul Stolteri out of a lineup. However, his name haunts me. Every time you, I hear it, I remember that moment. I remember the, the, na- the name and number on the back of the shirt. I remember watching it from like behind, but I don't think I could pick his actual face out. I would help you with that. I would give you the clue before you went into the lineup saying, extra from a spaghetti western, and you'd be there, dude. I promise okay. you. Okay. Yeah. Like, so, a, like uh, Eli Wallach kind of look. That kind of um, a, bit, a, bit, a bit more chiseled than that, but definitely somebody you might see glowering in the back of a, of a shanty bar in a Claudio Corbucci film, absolutely. So, so I'm looking for a chiselled wallock to go with. Yes, you are. Ass. Yeah, a, t- a trollock. Yeah. Um, would you uh, to tell us about about Son Hun Ming and his uh, his uh, military service? I've got loads of great South Korea stories this week. So I thought he wasn't going to do the military service, but I, I thought he got a special dispensation because he won the was it under twenty three cup with the South Korean national side. It was the Asian, it was the Asian cup, Games, wasn't it? Was the it? Asian Games. No, it was, it was his national service reduced from. Uh, a year to three weeks. That was the oh, deal. Oh, is that why? Did. I thought yeah. he got totally yeah. wiped. Um, no. Well, he's done it. He has yeah. been back in South Korea and has completed his three-week mandatory military service. And not only that, he's excelled during his military service and has won an award. Hung Min Son was so impressive uh, during his time that he won the, is it the Pilsung Award uh, yeah. for excellence in his training. So there you go. Yeah. So, um, and, and as again, it's become, a great example, isn't it? It's a great example. If, if you leave Spurs, you win trophies. I was going to say, you can bring it back to London with plenty of room in the trophy cabinet for it. <laughs> Absolutely. Lovely <laughs> picture him. Lovely picture him in his uniform, saluting generally, wasn't there, uh, at the end of it. There was now, one story, though, I had read that with South Korea's league coming back this week, there was a chance they might not have enough people to, not steward, because there's no supporters in there, obviously, but they might mm-hmm. have needed to bring the military in in order to run operations. Uh, and obviously this hasn't had to happen, but I had hoped that during these top flight South Korean games, they would have to bring the military in as stewards and the best player on the field would be marking section D5. Um, that's what I'd hoped, but apparently that's not happening. No. Uh, well, what, what else? You said you'd learned some interesting language from the Korean league. So I did watch one game uh, right. and it was Ulsan Hyundai against Sangju Samgu. Uh, my pronunciations are really getting better as the series goes on. We don't rehearse this. Ulsan, Young Pio Lee's original club, yeah. Right, okay. Is that true? I didn't know that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, it's, it's the team that Lee Dong-gook plays for, Hyundai. Mm. And he's the guy who's been playing in every season since 1998 and has scored in every season since brilliant. 1998. He came off the bench in the last minute and scored a brilliant glancing header and did a lovely like hand signal tribute to healthcare workers who had been of course, risking their lives in South Korea in recent times. The only season during his career he didn't score, by the way, uh, 2007, when he was at Middlesbrough under Gareth Southgate. (laughs) Apart from that, he scored in every single year since 1998. So that was pretty cool. Uh, But watching it, and I'm on Twitter at the same time, like everyone is when they watch the football. um, And our friend Tom Williams was tweeting about the games. And he was just tweeting a few terms from South Korean football that I didn't know. Um, So here's some South Korean for you. Daigiguan Dolpa shot means an outer space shot. So the commentator would say an outer space shot is a shot that flies over the bar. Brilliant. Lovely. I really like that. Um, a dong ball means a poop ball, which means you've mishit the football. So if you like mm-hmm. scuff the shot, they can say it's a poop shot. Yeah. Phenomenal. Um, Jensoel a pocketmon 
means that if a player is perennially injured, Jack Wilshere, Andy Carroll, those types, they are a legendary Pokemon, which okay. means they can't ever be found. <laughs> nice, it's isn't lovely. it? And, well, and, and the, the, I hate the fact that our games that we've got coming up, maybe, in the Premier League, have just been called behind closed doors. Because oh. I understand other cultures have got sensational names. I mean, Germany is ghost matches, is it? They call it a Geisterspiel, yeah, which ghost is play, ghost yeah. games or ghost matches. Yeah. But in yeah. the Netherlands, they also have a similar one. They call them spook duels. Spook duels. And, you know, Isn't that nice? <laughs> well, ancient, ancient English, the, the, what we call now Chaucer and all that, it comes from Holland. Um, it, it, it comes from the area around Frisia. And if you go to Frisia in North Holland and listen to people speak, um, you may not understand the words, but you'll definitely understand the rhythms of what we are now, now considered to be English. And I have a friend called Bob who speaks um, Dutch. And in order to explain this to you, he always says um, that the, the Dutch or the Frisian for get on your horse is scramble up der bestia, scramble onto that beast. Scrumble up their bestia. Um, and so uh, this, is, this, is, this is one of the great learning podcasts. I don't understand why we're not on the curriculum. I get, the weird thing is, I actually got the rhythm of everything you just said. Yeah, and I think yeah. if you told me to do that and pointed at the horse, I would get on the horse. Absolutely. That and makes that, perfect sense. That link between Frisian Dutch and, and Middle English, um, it, uh, I, I treasure it. I, it links our lives together. I'm learning um, so much from the show today. I don't, I don't, this not what I expect from the record book. This is why it goes Never in mind. these back pages we're scribbling. Never mind your, your homeschooling. Just p p plug your kids in, literally if necessary, to this podcast, and they will definitely go away knowing more than they came into it with. Whether it's the right stuff is a whole separate issue. You don't um, need this information, but you want it. It'll help Tom, you. Tom, in our global tour of Taiwan, Germany, Korea, um, I don't think we should miss out the fact that you yourself... Um, already something of a celebrity in the ether have yep. this week um, made giant strides um, by getting involved with what I can only consider as your new best mate, um, Jamie Carragher. See, it was great being tweeted by Jamie Carragher, 1.5 million followers and the Champions League winner, because it gave me, much stuff I could get from this podcast, the feel that I have been touched by Stardust. Um, and I read his piece in The Telegraph, which I didn't agree with a single word of it, uh, where he talks about the fact that all games are unfair. Football, by concept, is unfair. You know, some teams have more money than others, and says, so we should says, play behind the Says the man who played for Liverpool. Yeah, of course you'd think that. And I just said in a tweet, quoting his article, as one does when they're a minor celebrity, uh, tweeting a, ma a major celebrity, uh, would Liverpool have won so many games this season without the Anfield factor? Would Carragher be so on board if Liverpool had big games to go at home to win the title? And of course he wouldn't. And I don't think he would hide that fact and doesn't no. hide that fact, but no. of course he wouldn't. Um, he got back to me saying it's a proposal for everyone in the Premier League. Um, and what are other teams proposing? Well, Jamie, they're proposing not doing it, right? They're proposing yeah. we shouldn't do this because it seems unsafe. And they're proposing that if we are to bring it back in any way, we've got to do something close to what the Germans are doing, which is having home games. There might not be fans, but I would always suggest that if I've got to fly to Newcastle or do a nine-hour coach to Newcastle from the South Coast, stay in a hotel and play, it is different in preparation to stand at my own house with my wife, driving in and playing the game. So it's and different. It and it's not just about the fans at uh, the home games. Think about the way uh, racing drivers, Grand Prix drivers take corners. The whole point of having those black and white curbs is the human mind um, becomes uh, uh, habituated to the shape, size, and speed at which things are moving around you. Um, I once spoke um, to someone, oddly enough, Christian Eriksson, 
about, oh, this, about the difficulties of playing at Wembley. He says, at White Hart Lane, I know from the lines of the stadium where I am on the pitch at any given time. I don't have to look for where the goal is because I know exactly where I am. Move to Wembley, he said, whole different thing. Takes you six months to get used to the new layout of the ground. And that is the advantage, apart from the crowd putting pressure on the referees, that is the advantage of being at home. And uh, you were right to get on Carragher's uh, case. And no, no, I will say, weirdly, when you have an exchange with someone famous on Twitter, it didn't end any kind of row. And it was all very courteous and lovely, and we all moved on. And I think Jamie Carragher should How be able to still like me. How many followers have you put like on? Um, on? Three. And every single one of them has got a Liverpool badge uh, yeah. as their icon, and they all swore at me. Yes, that's what I've noticed. If you get, ever get involved with anybody above your pay grade, yeah. um, you get a few of their, of their followers follow you then, but not out of admiration, but to just keep an eye on you, isn't it? Yeah, to check watch up him. On, now yeah. we know. He's an agent. Yeah. Keep, keep your eye on Brennan. Yeah, Don't this one doesn't, doesn't want Liverpool to be awarded the title he wants to play on and all that stuff. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. The Premier League All Access Podcast is proud to be brought to you by Ladbrokes. There's a lot more to those 90 minutes than what goes down on the pitch. With the latest odds, form guides and expert opinions, you'll know the score with Ladbrokes. Odds update on Talk Sport with Labrooks. Are you in? Let's go. Play at labrooks.com, 18 plus, be gambleaware.org. T's and C's apply. Should we do some Germany? Yeah, I'd love to do Germany because, of course, um, you work a lot with the Bundesliga and uh, and you uh, presumably you're back to full-time employment very, very soon. I will be back to full-time work this week uh, as of Monday, preparing for this weekend where we've got a full programme of games. I love how pathetic it was they're not doing Friday games, by the way. It's just my view on it. But they were told you can only come back in Germany at the second half of this month, right? Um, and the second half of this month starts on the 16th of the month, which is... The Saturday, usually that, there is a Friday game. They were like, you know that what? That is you can't so do it. German. That is so, so German. precise. It's so precise, isn't it? That is Vorsprung, Dirk Technique, whatever they used to say. But we do have a Monday night football, which they hate anyway. Um, but yes, they were they protesting do. those by not going. So no one's going to notice. Job done. Job and done. There's, there's a couple of nice bits in Germany. The first yeah. one we've not mentioned previously Eintracht Frankfurt have a mascot, and they have a weird mascot. So. Um, Cologne have the goat, Hennis. I think it's Hennis seventh now, and they bring the goat out before the game, and everyone's very happy. I Frank, loved Hennis five myself, but separately yeah, should go He was on. much better. He was certainly much yeah. better. He had, he had bigger horns, and he was more vociferous in his support of the club. He, he was, in fact, the goat. Yeah. Hennis seventh, in many ways, uh, supports Bayern. Anyway, um, that could get you beaten up in certain areas of Cologne, saying things like that. Hopefully, this won't go out there. In Frankfurt, they have a, a golden eagle, and obviously, we are a bit scared of airborne flus at this point in time. And so Attila the Eagle will not be in attendance at Eintracht Frankfurt's Commerce Bank Arena for any home games. He's not been there since March the 12th. 
Uh, and apparently the man that runs Attila um, has said that he's actually losing all of his income right now because nobody wants to hire Attila. The club, local parties, he does weddings of like Eintracht yeah. Frankfurt fans. So they get him Children's to come in at one parties, end of the... yeah, sleepovers. He does everything. Yeah. Um, but at the moment, Attila unemployed, like so many. Very sad. Very sad. sad. Yeah. Um, yeah. And... You're... I was going to say, um, I think the story that's most caught our eye from Germany in recent times, apart from their um, extraordinarily determined efforts to get their football back on, I, you can tell me more, Tom, I presume for the same reasons in this country, that the TV contracts are dependent upon it. Um, the Mönchengladbach supporters, having now, uh, for those of you who listen regularly, you don't need telling, but I'll tell you, for 19 euros, um, you can get your picture blown up into a cardboard cutout of yourself and put into the stadium um, in Gelsenkirchen um, mm. so that, uh, you know, you're still there even though there's no crowds allowed. Now, first of all, I, I have to say, Tom, this is the most football thing that's ever happened. <laughs> so a football club is charging you to be witnessing something that you've already paid for, but they don't <laughs> intend to deliver. Uh, ha, let's just go through it again. They're charging you to witness something for which you've already paid and they're not going to deliver. It's extraordinary. However, because we're all slaves uh, and addicts to the game, many, many people are doing it. And I think we should do it too. We should do it. I want this. to be at that game. This and is incredible. Yeah. So Gladbach are, are away this week, and we don't know yeah. when the games are going to be the following week because they're doing it on a kind of week-by-week -week basis, right? But in their next home game, they're running this thing, and there's a lot of money going to charity and all that sort of stuff at Borussia Park. But you are able for 19 euros to buy a cardboard cutout of what originally I thought would have to be yourself. I thought you'd need to be in the Borussia Mönchengladbach fan club. I went to a game in Germany where I had to get a, a membership card to prove that I was a fan of that club. And I had to get a, like an actual number and they know you sit in the seats and all that sort of stuff. But apparently not. You can go onto the internet right now and you can get a cardboard cutout made of you if you want. The website yep. is now being translated to English, but the actual website itself is still in German. So it's S-C-I-D-A-B-E-I-Trotsdam.de. Um, that's where you go to get a, a, um, a membership done, basically. You log yourself in, you get a picture of yourself, and you, for the summary price of 19 euros, can be in the crowd for Borussia Mönchengladbach's next home game. However... I read the small print before doing this because, unfortunately, you've got to do it on your phone. You can't do it on your, on your no. laptop for whatever reason. It wouldn't work. So I'll do it on your phone after the show. But you don't have to do you. So in the terms and conditions, it says you can essentially upload a picture of somebody else as long as you have their permission or, I would assume, you can't get caught. And yes, so it's the same thing as having their permission, yeah. It doesn't need to be me. I mean, it could be the ex-wife. It yes. could be... A murderer of some milk? A famous be, mass killer? Could sure, be anybody. Or, you, you, know, uh, it's, it's, you know, people who have um, recently departed this earth, but who loved football. Um, Sid, uh, you know, uh, Eddie Large, mad for, for being in the dugouts at Manchester City. We'll send him along to the Borussia back game. I hear um, Little Richard loved balls. I'm definitely going. I understand he was a magnificent, very interested in ball games, as they say. Yep. Uh, incidentally, incidentally, how brilliant the coverage over the weekend on the television how many ways can you, say, um, can you say the word flamboyant without saying Little Richard was a <laughs> massive, massive gay man were in, in the industry, way ahead of everybody else? Um, and He was very friendly. Oh, oh. well, I, as, as you know, probably from that, um, that picture I put up on uh, Twitter yesterday, I did, I did dinner with him one time. That story, uh, the backstory of that is actually rather sad. Um, that was in the early 90s. 
and little Richard came over to Britain and I got a phone call from um, the person doing the PR saying, Danny, I cannot get anyone interested in little Richard. Um, I think you, um, you said your magazine has done something, but no news, newspaper, no radio station, no TV station. They don't know who he is. They don't want to know who he is. And I've got him here for another, another two days. And so the conversation went on and eventually um, an upshot was, I didn't suggest it, she suggested it, I went and had dinner with little Richard. And of course, you're talking about one of the actual cornerstones of what becomes rock and roll and rock music. Um, I had a wonderful, wonderful time. And I don't, as I said, I, I have met uh, the, the upper echelons of superstars in music and sport. I'd never been more starstruck. My God, you made Rip It Up. My God, you made Lucille. Um, just You made Tutti Fruity, my God. Did you get a word in during the dinner? Like, were you allowed to say anything or was he just on? No, he was fantastically egotistical, but there was a, there was a knowingness about it um, that he knew, he knew, you know, kind of this is a performance. And so then if you, if you engaged him about music, he would then calm right down and talk to you very seriously about music while interspersing it every three minutes were telling how great he was. It's a bit like me broadcasting. <laughs> there is so much Little Richard in you and not just after the dinner. <laughs> hey, hey, enough now, <laughs> enough with that. Um, so uh, if Little Richard has had a very, very good weekend, albeit he's passed away, but everyone's saying how great he is, um, less, less successful couple of weeks for Christian Eriksson. Now, oh. forgive, me, forgive me while I get my, my tiny violin out to play here, but you, you can tell the story. I thought you would enjoy this. Uh, Christian Eriksen, of course, is in Inter Milan right now. He's left Tottenham after that whole elongated wanting to leave the club. But he's got nowhere to live. Um, he left Spurs for Inter Milan in January and has been looking for a place to live. But, of course, since January has struck, it's been a bit difficult to buy a property in Italy for obvious reasons. And so Christian Eriksen has been living at Inter Milan's training complex during the lockdown. Um, he told the Sun this week he was considering talking to uh, other guys that speak English and, and play in the Premier League or had played in the Premier League, Romelu Lukaku and Ashley Young, but they're over there with their family, so he didn't want to burden them with Christian Eriksen living in their garage like the Fonz. Uh, and so he's been living in their training complex, but apparently every time he goes out to go and get bread or milk or essentials, he gets stopped by the police, and he yeah. doesn't speak Italian. He speaks Danish and English and a few other languages from, from that region, but no Italian. And so he's trying to explain to the Italian police what on earth he's doing around an abandoned training complex in Milan during a pandemic. And he's now been there for seven weeks. He can't even say, but I play for Inter Milan, because the policemen are going to say, I follow Inter, I never see you. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard of you. No. <laughs> He probably thinks he's a ball boy or something. It is a tremendous story. And I hope we're not adding to Ericsson's uh, personal grief uh, during the lockdown. But of course, it couldn't happen to a decent person. Why are you smiling when you now. say this? You seem very happy about, not about this. Uh, well, also, he's just not this. He, Chris Ericsson doesn't look the sort to. Uh, to uh, he, he looks like he needs. He probably needs the people around him. He, he doesn't look mm. the sort to sort of. He's not a backwards man, is he? No. He's no Steve Irvin, is he? He's not going to survive very well on his own, but there you are. But maybe um, he's, he's chopping up the gym equipment for firewood. That's what he's been doing for seven weeks. It's, a, it's an amazing story. Um, if he's, I mean, it reminds me a tiny bit in much different circumstances. I went to um, Liverpool once to do uh, some pop music interview. I was in the hotel. And coming down the lift, Paul Walsh, the uh, former England footballer, uh, who was that time at Liverpool, was in the hotel. And we exchanged a few grunted... Um, male, you know, the usual thing. I said, all right, Paul, all right. Didn't know who I was, obviously. Um, 
Yeah, you uh, you all right? Yeah, I, I, I still I'm living here. I live here in a hotel. Oh yeah. This was ten months after he was transferred to Liverpool. He was still living in a city centre hotel. Now either A, he wasn't very good at house hunting, or B, he wasn't confident he was going to stay at Liverpool for very, very long. It turned out the latter was true. You see, we think it's going to be difficult for players to be in quarantine. Like All the German players are in quarantine in hotels right now. Like David Wagner was talking about the fact they've got to have individual salt and pepper sachets at their hotels because they, they need to be totally away from absolutely everybody. But they're all already living in hotels. So maybe this is not the massive dystopian modern <laughs> future we thought it was for footballers. No, no. It's just the their o- lives. The only sacrifice, as you say, is they, when they're having their steak and chips, that they can't use the same sachet that Dieter or Paolo or Johnny has used before. Absolutely. But that can't, that might, that can't be beyond them. Surely they can. Um, and we won't get into Carl Walker. We'll do that no. on another show. Don't do it. Listen, Don't do it. It'll upset him. It's been, a, it's been an absolute joy. Um, these are supposed to be 12 to 15 minutes long. We've overrun there by about 200%. Um, and that's because, Tom, you've been so entertaining. All of you listening to us have been extraordinarily patient as well. Um, as always, try and keep you and your loved ones safe. This is the Record Book Podcast on the Game Day channel. Tom Rennie and me, Danny Kelly. God bless you all. Cheers for now. The Premier League All Access Podcast is proud to be brought to you by Ladbrokes. The latest odds, we set them. Form guides, we've got them. Expert opinions, we share them. The best fans in the world deserve the best. Be match day ready before the whistle blows with Labrooks. Odds update on Talk Sport with Labrooks. Are you in? Let's go. Play at labrooks.com, 18 plus, be gambleaware.org. T's and C's apply. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.